0: Back to the Diamonds Girl cast. I'm here with the amazing, fabulous, awesome, incredible, lovely, <laughs> kind, joyful, Cherie. How are you? Oh my, that was a big introduction. Hello. <laughs> this week we're finding out all about what does it mean to find our role. I'm not talking about a sausage roll or a Swiss roll, although ultimately <laughs> those are both really yummy <laughs> options. <It's> terrible. Um, <laughs> we're talking about um, the roles we play in life and where they come from and how that links to purpose. But as always, it's always good to start with a would-you-rather. So this is my Mm. would-you-rather, Shuri, for you this week. Um, Would you rather be famous for nothing or start something that changed the world but no one knew about it until you died? Mm.
1: You know, I was actually thinking about this the other day because, you know, Vincent van Gogh, this Vincent van Gogh, (laughs) um, you know, sold like one painting in his lifetime type Mm. thing as sort of a famous story um but now he's considered you know one of the greatest artists of all time with uh pieces you know entire museums dedicated to him and I was actually thinking like what kept him going you know what is your motivation as an artist if like no one is cares about your work and everyone tells you you're rubbish and no wonder he cut off his own ear just (laughs) terrible I mean So I know the right answer is to say, to start something that changes the world, but no one knows about it till you died. But thinking about poor Vincent, like, I think I'd rather just be famous for nothing. Like, I don't want to cut off my ear. That sounds like a very frustrating life. So there you go. It might not be the right answer, but it's the honest one.
0: (laughs) Just to clarify, we're not advocating um, any kind of body harm well um, no <laughs> you know um we want to promote healthier well this, is, this
1: is what I'm saying I don't want to cut off my ear the, you know like he just must have, ch-
0: have like things must have been really tough for him like all jokes aside um I, yeah that's amazing like to be a painter and be so dedicated to what you think is important that I'm guessing he didn't care about being famous that wasn't his agenda
1: well I mean he had to at least care that someone thought his work was decent oh I just feel for the guy I really do
0: oh well do you know what i'm so glad that um van gogh um is somebody <laughs> that you um aspired to and i didn't know that about him so that's cool no
1: well he's not um, on my boat i'll tell you that much but he's
0: not on your boat okay i, I feel well, bad for him
1: i just feel bad for him
0: guy. <laughs> okay well do you know what that's nice um <laughs> we can start <laughs> the appreciation society for this guy um ah uh, do you know what? I think there's, there's part of me that'd be like, oh, do you know what? It'd be nice to be famous. I would love the house, the stuff that goes with that. But I also know who I am and like, I have a drive to want to do something that, that changes the world for good. And I think I would get pretty bored pretty quickly. And I think i probably also get super depressed. So I think I'd want to change the world. And actually at the end of the day, if someone does not know about it, that's okay. I guess it depends on why you're doing it. And if it's to make yourself feel great, then you're probably not going to change the world so much. Um, mm. So, and actually, do you know what? Some of the people who I, I most aspire to, the person who's on my boat today, um, she wasn't really famous until she was known about in history. So, I, I would mm. go with the, the famous, no, not famous, but then die. <laughs> and then somebody knows afterwards. You're not famous, but the important thing is that you did something that mattered that
1: changed the world. That As was what I was I am,
0: going for.
1: I am selfish, and I want to be famous now and not have to wait.
0: Okay, <laughs> um, Sheree, who's on your boat this week?
1: Mm, so our purpose boat is going towards our ultimate meaning, our destination, and so we want to know who's on your crew, you know, who's helping you to achieve your purpose in life? Who are you modeling yourself after? And my first two people were C.S. Lewis, the author, deeply influenced my thinking about faith and life. And secondly, I chose my grandpa, Leon, who um, uh, is just someone I deeply respected. And really, um, after grandpa died, I, only then did I realize sort of what a big impact he had had in, in my life. Um, so those are my first two crew members. And I think my third crew member, I mean, not to be super cheese ball, but I guess it's got to be my mom. and uh in terms of uh you know people who have the ongoing biggest say in my life uh my mom's definitely right at the top someone who I not only really like and love um and enjoy spending time with but also someone who um uh whose opinions and uh you know advice I take very, very seriously. Um, you know, if my mom gives me a a bit of advice, then, you know, uh, that's going to work its way deeply into <laughs> my thinking. Um, sadly, sometimes my husband is like, you care more about your mom's opinion than you care about my opinion. I'm like, oh, that, might, that might be true. I, I'm not gonna, <laughs> <laughs> although I've tried to be more balanced in the future, but, um, Uh, My mom's just a wonderful woman of faith with a lot of those, you know, fruits of the spirit that we were talking about before. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control. I just feel like she lives a lot of those out in a really great way. And I've always looked up to her. So I feel like, yeah, mom, you're on my
0: boat. (laughs) Oh, that's so awesome. Um,
1: (laughs) What about you,
0: Bridget? Well, it's interesting. So, um, I have somebody in my book called Susanna Wesley. I don't know if you've mm. heard about her
1: before. Oh, that's a good
0: one. I know. Oh. Um, so I only actually really heard about her last year. Um, and she was somebody who, now, like you're going to have to be forgiving with my details here. I think she lived in the 18th century at some point. Um, that close, close. Yeah. Close, okay. So. <laughs> and um, she, you probably have heard of her sons. Um, so like John Wesley, um and Charles Wesley, Charles Wesley thank you um, they mm. were really key people in setting up the Methodist movement also abolishing slavery so these people are like huge and um, Susanna Wesley was their mum and she lived a super hard life she had 10 kids I think she lost nine children in her whole life mm. and she basically brought up these children on her own and um, her husband spent long times away and he was a pastor and preacher but he often wasn't there so she would take on his role. But in those days, women weren't allowed to preach in church and stuff. So she would run Sunday school from her house for her children because she wanted to make sure they were educated. And I think her Sunday school had about 200 within a couple of weeks or something of her starting. Um, So Mm -hmm. she she was known as a really good Bible teacher. And she spent two hours a day in prayer with God and her children would know that she was praying because she'd be sitting in the kitchen with her apron over her head. Mm -hmm. And I know that sounds like, oh wow, she must have been amazing. I think she must have had a really hard life and to have those kind of disciplines of following after Jesus um, must have been so hard. Um, And she just really inspires me um, with her passion for her purpose being about following Jesus and nothing more. Um, Mm. And actually, I I think as a result, she must have been an amazing mum. She must have been this amazing person and had such an impact. And I think somebody who really follows after purpose following Jesus, leaving a legacy that way outlives them. And I think she is somebody who must have lived in such a way that the legacy she has left now is evidence to that. You know, the Methodist church movement as a result of her two sons. And, um, you know, thinking about slavery, has been such an important topic that we're still discussing the impacts of. And, you know, that was, that guess, a bit of a catalyst for some of the stuff that changed with that. So she is super much, she's like very much on my boat of my crew Mm. and um, she really inspires me.
1: Well, she lives out that Would You Rather perfectly, someone who, um, you know, no one would have known her name. She would not have been, uh, you know, anything besides a mum and a quote-unquote Sunday school teacher (laughs) in her day. But now we know her influence truly did change the world. And so... Yeah,
0: she's, she's huge guys she's, go find out about this woman she's amazing
1: <laughs> please do
0: but what's now, our hot topic this week yeah well
1: actually that's it's a good segue into our hot topic too because this week we want to talk about our roles and responsibilities and how that plays into our life's meaning and purpose and that might seem like a sidestep to you you're like this isn't about following my dreams <laughs> what do you mean roles and responsibilities but we all have roles that we take on in our lives. We can't get away from it. Um, maybe these have been given to us by others, or you know, we have taken them on ourselves. We might have even had a role sort of forced on us that we didn't choose. Um, for example, you know, I didn't choose to be a daughter. I didn't choose necessarily to be a sister. But these are important roles in my life and they're part of living out my purpose. Can you think of other roles in your life, Bridget, that um, you've taken on, maybe by choice or not by choice?
0: Yeah, well, like a mum. I chose to be a Um, Mm mum. I also chose to do the jobs I work in. Mm -hmm. Um, But no, I didn't choose things like being a doctor or those kind of things. Um, Mm -hmm. I sometimes think also sometimes we're in situations where roles are forced on us and maybe not necessarily in like a really physical way but even in like a subconscious way like it's just expected that you'll follow the family business. It's just expected that you'll go to the same school as your parents. It's just expected that, you know, you'll go and do a similar trade or, um, you know, you'll go to a certain, like there's family expectations a lot around roles and responsibilities and Mm -hmm. sometimes those aren't chosen by us and inadvertently are put on us without even us realising.
1: Yeah. And you know what? That's not always like this evil, terrible thing. That is just part of life. Right? Yeah. There's going to be roles and responsibilities we choose in life. There's going to be roles and responsibilities that we don't choose in life. And some of those, um, you know, if we're being manipulated or if it's really toxic or, you know, bad in some way, then it's right for us to try and get out of those roles and responsibilities, definitely. But sometimes that's just the way life is. Um, and I mean, jobs are a part of that. Careers, you know, we all have to live. And in order to live, you need to to make money and to uh, have food and shelter. These are basics. And so um, jobs are some of those things. We don't want to overemphasize that, but that is part of our role and responsibility. So Bridget and I thought it'd be funny to talk about your your worst job that you ever had, because, you know, you might not have wanted it, but
0: it was, you know, you had to have it. So what's been one of your worst jobs, Bridget? Do you know what? My worst job was not my first job. Mm. Um, although actually I got fired from my first job Um, I was a paper girl and I wasn't very good at delivering papers on time It'd be no surprise to anybody who knows me anyway uh, my worst job actually was working in a clothes shop Um, I like clothes Um, it was a super toxic environment where people weren't very nice Mm. I really really hated it and um, it just crushed my soul Mm. Um, and just wasn't just wasn't good for who God called me to be um, I ended up leaving, but for the time I was there, I, I really struggled, and um, it wasn't a nice place to be. I was bullied, and just people weren't nice. But it actually goes back to this purpose thing. If you actually pulled it all back, I think probably a lot of the reason that the people weren't very nice is they were struggling with their purpose and who they were, and so it came out in not very good ways, and I think that's something worth highlighting, I think, here, is that, do you know, if we don't know where we look for a purpose and whether it's the right place or not, it could end up defining our conversations our relationships in a non-healthy way in a non-godly way um you know we all know the thing about you know when we don't feel good about ourselves we can be really tempted to pull other people down you know we mm. want to somehow make ourselves feel better and so we do that by comparing ourselves to others and we pull others down so i think my workplace was an example of that sadly yeah how about you Worst job. Well,
1: this is, uh, to kind of segue us too, and maybe not what you expect, but, um, I would say one of my worst jobs was actually as a youth pastor at a church in the States. Um, and maybe you're like, what, how could that be a worse job? You're working with Christians and blah, blah, blah. And funnily enough, you know, that my grandpa Leon is in my boat. It was at my grandpa Leon's church and he's one of the people who I love and respect most in my life. And so, you know, um, <laughs> it was just it was a difficult I won't go into all the details it was a difficult time in my life it was a sort of a church I didn't feel i fit into very well and there was a lot of sort of difficult dynamics and situations it wasn't really anyone's fault you know there wasn't like horrible things going on it was just hard it was just a hard life situation that I found myself in and we're all going to find ourselves in those kind of situations with our roles and responsibilities you know you have a role perhaps if you're listening as a daughter and maybe you know your family situation is difficult you know, and it's no one's fault necessarily, or maybe it is someone's fault, um, but that's just the way it is. Um, and that doesn't mean that God doesn't still have deep purposes to fulfill in you and through you. And, you know, it's not right to let yourself be a doormat. And I knew eventually that I needed to leave that position at that church. But there was also some amazing things that happened in that job, some you know, people who I was able to be involved with, some families who I was able to minister to, and you know, I was in a place of difficulty and not being comfortable. Um, but still, God had some really important purposes for me in that time. And, you know, as you think about your roles and responsibilities in life, maybe as a pupil at a school, um, maybe as a part of your family, maybe if you have a job, you know, you can think about, you know, did I choose these or were they handed to me? But most importantly, we want to go back down to that deeper foundation of what does God have for me in this situation? That doesn't mean I'm going to stay here and be a doormat forever, and I'm just going to take abuse and take you know, a difficult situation straight on the nose, (laughs) that's not what we're saying. But we are saying even in difficult situations, even in difficult, tricky roles and responsibilities, you know, um, there is still um, a deeper meaning that God has for you because it's not just about the role. It's about that deeper level of who you are and what does he say about the roles that we're playing. Bridget, do you want to yeah. go in a little deeper into some of our roles in life?
0: Yeah, I think your stuff that you're saying there is really important. Um, and the roles we play are big, like whether, whether we like or not, I think we go through different stages, don't we, where we really love the fact that we play certain roles or we feel like we don't like the fact that we're playing certain roles. So mm. If you were to describe yourself, Sheree, in five words in terms of the roles you play in your life, what would they be? Mm roles i like, play in my life go, like
1: the first thing okay you find. uh wife uh mother um i'm a daughter i uh, i work for scripture union scotland um and uh, i'll i'll say funnily enough american because being in the uk you play the role of the american
0: <laughs> we love you as an american <laughs> okay cool right so mine would be maybe similar um I'm, I'm a friend, um, I'm a daughter, I'm a wife, I'm a mum, I'm a pastor slash youth person. Um, yeah, is that five? I can't count. <laughs> I think that's five. Plus, yeah. yeah. Um, and the reason I'm asking you about this is like, so when you aren't those roles because something happens like you go on maternity leave right so for the time you're on maternity leave you're not a worker for SU okay I I'm not putting you down here Shuri um, but it's true or what happens if at some point in my life my parents die does that make me not a daughter or you know god forbid that something happens to my husband does that make me not a wife and the answer is well yeah I wouldn't be a wife anymore I would be a different title and you know mm. I don't want to get super depressing here, but if, the, if my purpose is entirely in the roles I play, these roles are going to change in my life. People do pass away. People do move on. Relationships change. Circumstances happen. And so what that means is if I'm looking for my entire purpose and identity in the roles I play, I then find that my entire foundations are shifted. My entire foundations move. When something happens. And these things that tend to happen, they're all out of our control, right? And that's sometimes part of the challenge is we try and control stuff, don't we? We try and control our relationships. We try and control the work we do. And it's not to say that these things are bad. It's a good thing that you're a mum. It's a good thing that I'm a wife. It's, there's nothing wrong with those things, and I don't want you to stop being those things. Um, but for you, you guys listening, it might be that you're a friend, a daughter. You go to school, we're not telling you, don't be those things. But when we put our entire purpose in those things, those things are going to change at some point. And it can totally rock our, rock our core of who we are. Um, mm. And I think it's this idea that, you know, for me to be an influencer, you know, I may do things. I, I may work places, but actually it's not my purpose. It's the mode of my purpose. It's like saying my purpose isn't to work in, say, a shop but I might walk out my purpose following Jesus in that shop. My Mm -hmm. first purpose isn't to be a wife or a mum. It's to be a follower of Jesus. And as a follower of Jesus, I am also called to be a mum. I'm also called to be a wife. I'm called to be a friend. I'm called to be a worker for the workplace I work in. It's Mm -hmm. not my actual purpose. And it's like, God's not going to say to me, don't be a mum. That goes against his character. And it goes back to, you know, last week's episode that we were thinking about, you know, as... Christians were called to imitate the character of Christ. God is faithful. He is true. He doesn't change. So as I follow Jesus, God is not going to turn around and be like, abandon your kids. That's not in line with the character of God. He's going to call me to love my kids, to be kind to my kids, to be patient with my kids. So I think what we're saying here is our purpose isn't in the things we do, the roles we play. They have to be secondary. It's not saying that don't have roles, but we have to start with, um, we have to start with following Jesus. I take an example. Um, being a granddaughter um, was really important to me. I have a very, I had a very, very, very strong relationship with my gran. She might be in my boat next week. Um, mm-hmm. She's an amazing woman. And I lost her last year. And I didn't realize how important her relationship was until she was gone. And there was an identity shift. I, I changed a little bit. I don't think it was because I had you know, too much role in the role I played, but it was significant. And the point I'm making is there is stuff that happens in life that we can't control. And that's rubbish. And it's sometimes really hard, but I'm first called to follow Jesus. And then I'm called to walk out these rules.
1: Oh, very good. Yeah. Discerning God's you know, purpose for our lives. We've talked already about how this isn't a secret, you know, God's purpose and meaning in your life isn't a big secret that he's keeping from you. It's about exactly this. It's about that foundation in your life of modeling um, yourself, of following Christ, of letting uh, him, you know, be at the base of everything. And again, like the wise and foolish builders, we build our roles on top of that, right? And if we build our role as a pupil, If we build our role as a daughter, if we build our role, um, you know, as an employee with no foundation, without a foundation of Christ in our life, then, you know, those things are going to change and it can seriously rock some people and cause some devastation when things change. And that's not how it should be for the child of God, right? We need to have a deeper, uh, sort of a, a deeper foundation than that.
0: That's really good. I think also, do you know what, knowing where your rules come from, like, are they right, is really important. I don't mean, like, is it right to be a friend? Is it right to be, you know, to work in a place? But it's like, the places where you are manipulated, for instance, um, where you're able to not be who you're meant to be you know places where you take advantage of like those are going to not be places that you're going to be able to walk out the person God's called you to be mm. sometimes we find ourselves in those places and they're not by our choice and that can be a really difficult place to be um and you know it's it's really hard to then be like how do we look for a value in God um but actually like we can't look for the value of who we are in the roles we play and the Bible, you know, we'll probably have heard this passage before, but you know, seek first the kingdom and all these things will be given to you. And I remember, you know, when I really wanted to be married, um, and um I really wanted to be in a relationship. I was single, and I went through this phase where like it was the only thing I wanted. It was like my whole purpose was tied up in this relationship. You know, I mm. couldn't see myself achieving any of the things I wanted to do with my life or the places I wanted to go all had to be in a relationship with somebody. And somebody gave me this verse and said, Bridget. God cares about everything in your life, but follow Jesus and all these things, whether it's a relationship or whatever it is that we do with our life, these things come, but they come secondary to following him. So, you know, we want to say to you guys, you know, how do we seek after God in the roles we play? It goes back to the WWJD, we're going to like keep bringing this home. You know, <laughs> what does trusting him in that process of our lives look like is really important and all these other things come our way. Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm. And I mean, uh, it's a good way to measure to whether or not you are being taken advantage of, or if you are in a role or responsibility that's really unhealthy. You know, if you're putting that role and responsibility above, you know, what God has for you, then it might be one sign that it's not healthy, you know, if you're allowing yourself to be you know, abused or taken advantage of in certain ways. Well, of course that is not God's plan for you. And just like Bridget was talking about her work situation where she was being bullied and it was really unhealthy. Well, clearly that wasn't a place that God had for her long-term. You know, we, there are roles that are tricky and difficult, no doubt, but there's also roles that, you know, when we look at our foundation in Christ, all of a sudden it becomes obvious, I shouldn't stay here. You know, this is, I'm putting this role above, what god uh, might have for me because it's so unhealthy but
0: and just you know. on that and we've just we've just obviously talked about a number of difficult things in this episode and i think we would say sometimes we find ourselves in positions where we're being asked to do a role that we don't feel comfortable with and for whatever reason we're struggling to be able to get out of that we talked a lot about you know some stuff of manipulation or control or being taken advantage of and i think we would say it's really important that if you are in a position where you're feeling stuck and you're Maybe you have experienced things like abuse and things, and you're listening. You know, we would encourage you to reach out to people whose roles are to help. You know, whether that's places like Childline, whether that's places like um, you know local mental health support. It could be a trusted adult that you've got in your life. It could be a teacher at school. Don't struggle in the place or the roles that you're in on your own. We need people to help us. And mm. I think you know, me and we would both testify to needing people to walk alongside us. So. Don't, don't sit in that on your own and reach out to somebody and we'd really um, encourage you um, just to, to to find some of that information which is available um, quite easily um, but yeah just as we finish you know, we are saying what does it look like You know, to be I am a follower of Jesus before I am any of these other things so one needs to flow from the other and so this week in the roles you play um, what does it look like for you to follow Jesus first um, before you mm. walk in the roles that you have in your week um so Cherie, that's how we'll start next week's episode. You can let me know how you go on.
1: Mm. Oof. Ooh, we ended on sort of a, a deep note there. We did. There you go. Go deep. I hope you guys have a lot to take away from that.
0: <laughs> yeah, we love you guys. Uh, enjoy. Please love, share, and subscribe. And we'll speak to you soon. Bye for now. Bye.